Welcome to Season 3 of the Wisconsin Music Podcast, Amplifying Wisconsin Musicians. I am your host, Zach Fell, here to help bring and elevate the great musicians, businesses, and organizations in the music field here in Wisconsin. Well, now that we're in officially the fall season, um, hope everyone is having enjoyable weather while it still lasts. Um, we have some new things happening here at the Wisconsin Music Podcast. We have that new tagline, Amplifying Wisconsin Musicians. And we're also looking at a new logo for the podcast. So go check out our posting on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and let me know which one you like the best. And um, hopefully that new logo will be coming out real soon. And our thing is, is I've been kind of looking at doing a membership drive basically looking to hopefully do some kind of sponsored music event in the future with great live local Wisconsin musicians so if you're interested in being part of the membership drive I'm looking at probably three tiers one that is a dollar a month one that is five dollars a month and another one that is seven dollars a month Uh, you can go check our posts out on social media as well and look at all the details for that. But the reason you're here is not to spend money, but to listen to the great local musicians of Wisconsin. And we're going to talk with Anthony from Mother Wind. So let's get right into it. This week we have Anthony from Mother Wind. He's going to talk to us about his group, his music origin story, and all the other great stuff that he's a part of in the Wisconsin music scene. So, Anthony, welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Much appreciate for having you here. So why don't we give the listeners um, your music origin story, kind of like where did you grow up? Did you come from a musical family? Were you part of the school band? You know, all that kind of stuff that kind of led you to you getting into music now. Sure. So um, originally, I'm from Marshfield. Um, I lived there for 20 years. I'm 22 now, so I guess my whole life. Um, I just recently moved to Eau Claire. Um, it didn't really come from a family of musicians. I have a few, but I don't know, drunk karaoke is kind of the, um, <laughs> that's kind of, uh, that's the prize, is drunk oh. karaoke, I would okay. say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I started listening to rock and roll at a young age. Uh, first CD that I was ever given was Kid Rock's live album. And my dad gave it to me and said, don't tell mom. And I remember playing it on this like Walmart Hot Wheels stereo. It was a stereo where like the speakers looked like wheels. Okay. <laughs> and um, all of the like volume and tone controls were like, they looked like car car controls like on a radio. It was, it was kind of cool. That's cool. But, um, yeah, I grew up on Kid Rock and Sabbath and uh, Miley Cyrus too. I loved Miley Cyrus when I was little. I still do. I think I think I like her more now than I did back then. Yeah, she's kind of got into her own thing now instead of what she was being told what what to do with her right. life and music. Right. Um, were you part of like the school band or anything, or that wasn't your uh, thing? No, I am like 95 percent self-taught i had two guitar lessons with doug craning um doug is like a staple in the central wisconsin music scene um he played in a bunch of um cover bands like gypsy rose was a popular one back in the day yep um 
the derailers or just the railers. I don't remember what it was. And now he's in um, a few other ones, the Hucksters. But yeah, D- uh, Doug is just a great dude. He um, really inspired me at an early age to, you know, play in bars. <laughs> okay. So that's where I got started. Cool, cool. Um, So you said you had two lessons with guitar. So what made you decide to pick guitar? I don't know. I mean, I just really loved Sabbath and um, I really wanted to be Tony Iommi. Okay. I actually wanted people to call me Tony back then. Just <laughs> No, I could be Tony Iommi. But yeah, um, first song I learned was Iron Man. Either that or Smoke in the Water. Smoke, smoke on the Water. One yeah. of the two. Yeah. But um, yeah, guitar just was... I always had a guitar around. I mean, I think my grandpa got my sister a guitar when she turned like five or something. And it was one of those nylon cheap ones from Walmart. Um, and she never used it. So I just like stole it from her and it totally pissed her off. But <laughs> she, she, you know, just let it collect dust. I actually put it to work. Cool. Um, so, you know, you talked about Sabbath, Kid Rock, Miley Cyrus. Um, who else kind of like are influencing your guitar playing nowadays? Uh, I would say nowadays there's absolutely no kid rock influence. Um, I, I haven't listened to kid rock intentionally in probably like 12 years. (laughs) Okay. Um, but these days I would say a lot of players from Austin influence me like Christian Bland from the black angels. Uh, Gary Clark jr. Has always been a favorite of mine. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, our current guitar player, our lead guitar player got me into him. Um, okay. All that blues stuff. Uh, Tony, I owe me forever though. I mean, yeah. And Jimmy page, all the staples. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. All right. So you mentioned you're like 22 years old. So, you know, you, you're only a year of the age of being able to play in bars. Um, have you done other places besides bars or is that when you kind of started was playing in bars? Um, I've actually been playing in bars for like five years. Okay. Um, they always just said, Hey, you know, just don't drink. You're the entertainment. Just get paid and get the hell out. Gotcha. That's basically what they say. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the bar scene. Um, I don't really know, like, our favorite venue to play at we've played all over the place we did a a run out west last year with a band called sam trip from wyoming um that was really cool we got to go to iowa and south dakota and colorado actually our show in colorado got sold out or not sold out got rescheduled okay because um lindsey sterling was in town and we were supposed to play at the Mesa Theater, but we sold like 40 tickets and Lindsey Sterling sold like 4,000 tickets. So they're like, <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, uh, yeah, we're going to reschedule this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that. Cool. So I'm going over my questions here. So I'm just kind of looking here at things that would make sense. So why don't you kind of give the listeners like, how did how did your group get together? How did you meet everybody? And, you know, kind of tell us how the, the creation of, of the band of mother wind. Um, in 2019, I wrote a solo album called Eudaimonia and it's on Spotify. It's under my name. Uh, it 
it wasn't a band um it wasn't owned by the band or anything like that um but i recorded that down in austin in a food truck with our lead guitar player nate now and he played drums on that record actually um and then the bass player was michael who is our bass player now i went to high school with both these guys okay. that's how i met that's how i met them i actually played baseball in middle school with michael too but he says that he doesn't really like remember that which is kind of <laughs> weird but um but yeah so we recorded that album down in austin and then my cousin adam was more of a drummer than a lead guitar player so him and nate kind of switched spots and we played under the name the color scene for a little less than a year um that band didn't end up working out um the drummer stepped back um and then we met jackson a couple months later um we actually had a tour scheduled so we had a tour scheduled like 15 dates all across the country so we had dates from wisconsin all the way down to san antonio texas and we were looking for a fill-in because we were going to tour as the color scene and we met jackson and i told him the situation saying that we just needed guns for hire and he said dude that is like the stupidest idea i've ever heard because we have no music out you know we're not gonna we're not gonna get any draw at any of these shows and our guarantees were you know enough to just enough to fill the gas tank not but you know then there's the food and touring's expensive um so yeah jackson's like that's stupid you're not gonna do that he goes but i will join a band with you as long as it's not called the color scene because he thought that name was so stupid um so i met jackson through a mutual friend and i ended up driving to chippewa falls from marshfield to to, uh, meet him for the first time and we just clicked like instantly it was like love at first sight like me and this guy just we we really really got along and i think the first time we met we went on a camping trip but anyways anyways um i introduced jackson to michael and nate and we had a a practice and it just all worked out they all they love jackson you know jackson was apprehensive though to join the band though because we were not as experienced as him he was in a band called filthy sweet um in like from 2014 to 2019 i believe maybe 2015 to 2019 um yeah they were from eau claire but so we you know we got together and we renamed the band motherwind which means absolutely nothing it's just a name that we don't hate okay gotcha (laughs) we're just we're just kind of spitballing and motherwind fell out i guess so what would you and i hate putting you know groups into genres but kind of like what genres you kind of pull from that would so people could kind of get an idea of what um the kind of music you guys would be performing on stage uh right i mean it's straight up rock and roll there's some uh there's 90s grunge influences in there um there's also some like indie surf and then there's some also like shoegazy stuff it's just okay. a mother one sound like it's kind of like heavy indie music it's kind of weird there's you know our our guitar player plays a lot of like um jazz chords and 
all this fancy stuff and then with the distorted guitars over that it just sounds super shoegazy yeah definitely yeah so i'm going i to just step back a little bit of what you said a little bit earlier was like you recorded your first album in a food truck did i did i hear that wrong or is that what you said no you are correct um so, so how did that was, work so there there wasn't any like um like kitchen supplies in this truck but it was parked um behind a venue in in austin called the electric church and i i was introduced to the owner of this truck by a friend of mine in austin and he hooked it up and he said this is a food truck it's you know however much a day something i could afford and i go and check this place out and it was like the coolest recording studio i've ever been in in my life interesting fully equipped you know like tons of equipment in there just and it was awesome i will say though i have major resistance to heat now okay because it was the hottest i've ever been in my life because this was in the middle of august in this food truck that only had like uh a pvc pipe through the wall coming in from the dash okay and it was just horrible so you guys set up inside the truck oh yeah we recorded drums and everything in there so was it like all of you at the same time or did you do one instrument at a time yeah yep we tracked um we tracked singular instruments and then i just overdubbed the vocals okay gotcha okay wow that is something i would definitely if you had pictures i would definitely want to see that because that oh, absolutely yeah i do i can send them to you yeah definitely do that i, I would really love to see it you're gonna be like how the hell did they <laughs> set up drums in there was it like a like a cocktail drum set or was it like the like the regular rock set in there oh dude it was like bigger than a regular rock set Nate oh, played man. With like, he played with like i want to say like five different symbols and it was like a i think it was like a six piece set okay yeah uh, the set we use right now is only a five piece but yeah it's, it's insane <laughs> and I, I think the drums on that record are my favorite yeah i'm just trying i'm just trying to imagine it was like the kick drum against the sidewall and the chair was like on the other side of the sidewall or something like that nope just i don't know I, yeah we were definitely you know nose the shoulder and yeah i it was, bet it got kind of tight you took a step it was always excuse me <laughs> yeah yeah so, but that was not mother wind at the time that was the other band right oh uh, yeah okay yep. and then um now you guys have a are you working on a new album or um you have a new album out right uh well we released our debut ep last november it's okay. called the other world uh it's got five songs on her um and we filmed a music video for davy bones the single okay um and yeah we've had awesome 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 support with that um davy bones grew pretty fast for being a you know band that just shot up out of nowhere um and we just released a single called lisa on june 3rd yeah june 3rd um and we had an animator from the philippines make a video for that one it's like a 16-bit love story video okay um yeah that song is growing pretty fast uh i would say that's our our biggest song right now it's got the most streams overall so why don't we tell the listeners um how that recording 
session went? How did that start up? Where did you do it? And you know, all, the, all the details for that one. Sure. Um, so the song was actually inspired by the music from a Super Mario's game on the SNES. Okay. <clears throat> it's like, but the riff is, but I don't know, me and Nate were just playing video games and we heard that and we're like, that's cool. Let's yeah. do something about that. Right. But um, yeah, and that's when Lisa was born and it sounds super indie rock, like a lot softer than what I'm used to singing to and playing to. It, it, it sounds almost backseat lovers kind of uh, freaking out on the interstate indie rock type stuff. <clears throat> but anyways, um, we recorded that little guy at drum farm studio it's owned by john richardson okay um he used to drum for the gin blossoms and oh, okay i thought that was super cool so i like hit this guy up and i'm like hey we're a little band from eau claire you're like 30 minutes away i'd love to see your studio and we hooked it up and me and john and the band have all become really good friends uh yeah he actually borrowed us his ipass when we did a weekend in Detroit um, oh, it was nice for, for Memorial. Oh yeah, dude, it would have been so expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was expensive anyways, because we had a oil leak in the bus. Oh, ouch. <laughs> we got stuck in Gary, Indiana, the armpit of the world. Right. Right. So did he, was he the recording and mixing engineer on, on this EP? Um, Oh, the EP. Yeah. Oh, we recorded the EP with Will Wall. Just Lisa was oh. recorded with John. Yeah, oh, Will okay. Wall from a band called FM Down. He recorded our our um, our EP. And where was that at? That was in Eau Claire at the Banbury Building. It's like an old tire factory. Okay, it's cool. Very that cool. was also cool. So when yeah, you sorry did... if I didn't make that clear. No, no, that's that's fine. That's why I just was making sure I, I got everything. You know clear that way so when you went and did the, let's talk about the ep for a little bit um because we'll probably throw a couple of songs on the podcast from there if you want sure so kind of tell us how th- that came around like how did you meet up with recording engineer and the recording studio and kind of how did you run that session was it like live in the studio or did you do overdubs or you know kind of that kind of details sure so um will wall um, he's from a band called FM Down, and he was a friend of Jackson's because he recorded Jackson's old band stuff. Um, and Will is just like the nicest guy in the universe. He's just, he's, he's the homie. Um, but we recorded that in March of 2021. Um, and it, the sessions were kind of weird. We, we split the sessions up into like, I think like 10 parts for five songs, which is like super, super strange, especially for us. But um, I don't think that we were super prepared just because we didn't really know what we were getting into, what the, the process was going to be like. Um, so we had, we had, we all played in the studio live and then Will would pull out drums and guitars and bass and we'd kind of decide which takes we liked, which takes we didn't like, and then we'd overdrop, overdub over the drums, which ones we didn't like. And then vocals were all just standalone. Or there might have been there might have been a couple takes that were live actually. 
I can't quite remember. Just be, if if we did it in like a week or so, would I would have been able to remember. But this took months. For right, five right. Songs. Gotcha. And then it was all mixed and mastered at the same place, or did you use a different people for that? Um. So my buddy Austin Martin from Marshfield, he mastered it. Um, he did a couple tweaks on the mixing too. Um, made it a lot more um, streaming friendly, I guess. It's kind of kind of terrible that you have to do that these days, but yeah, got to do it. Um, so what what did he do to make it more streaming friendly? What do you mean by that? So he lifted the the decibels to like spot because when you throw something on Spotify, they'll like turn it down a little bit or compress it or something, something weird. Yeah, they the, they have an algorithm that keeps everything at like whatever's decibel that they wanted at. Yeah, yeah. So he turned it up to an amount where if Spotify turned it down, it would just zero it out. Like right. it'd be, um, it it sound normal, I guess if that's the right word. Yeah, Unity. is that what it's called? Well, um, they use um LUFS, uh, loudness unity full scale. Okay. Oh yeah, they use that as a rating for how loud or soft something's going to be on their streaming site, and each each streaming company has it like a little bit different level. Right. Yeah, Austin is like a wizard when it comes to that stuff. Like, he'll be me and him are actually working on a different band's project right now. I recorded a band, and he's helping me mix it and master it, and you know, showing me the ropes a little bit more. and he's when when he talks about this stuff, I'm just like, dude, just like shut up, <laughs> like you are such a nerd. Like he he was t- t- trying to teach me about like compression, and he he drew this like goblin on our whiteboard to like yeah. explain compression, and the goblin had these big ears and had like sound waves coming out of it. I I do do not remember how that was supposed to help but if i went back and looked at it i'm sure i'd be able to remember it again new york yeah. compression or something like that right right basically it just takes the really loud peaks and the really soft sections and kind of brings them closer together right right and it's you know and there's other things that happen too but that that's like the really basic idea of what compression does sure so speaking of of the ep and lisa um, the song that you guys released earlier in June. Um, you want to put any of that on the podcast for the listeners to hear? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can do we can do Lisa, and then you you can choose whatever songs you want off of that EP. While you've been gone, I've been thinking of a simple way to tell you that we don't belong. Think it's best we both stay on a You never ever call me when you're with your friends Even when they say they think I know you best I think you're foolish but also think you're a ten Make me melt 
I mean, if you want to talk about what they're about or if you want the listeners just to figure it out themselves or how they want to interpret, we can do it that way as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, all the songs are off that EP are kind of all about like self-reflection and taking a step back and trying to control how much control we have, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you know? a lot of people get wrapped up in their thoughts and it's just like, let go, just let go. Try to relax or else you're just going to drive yourself mad. Yeah, I hear you. People get in their heads and they, it's hard for them to get out of their heads sometimes. Right. And I'm a total hypocrite because I do that all the time. I think a lot of us do that. I think no one is always prone to that in some way, you know. Right.
so how long is how long has mother Wen been together uh so a little under two years um we formed in august of 2020 right in the middle of that pandemic right as i was going to ask you how the pandemic kind of um hindered you guys obviously you weren't playing out right away because there was nowhere to play uh we were playing our first show was in september actually oh wow yep yeah we got kind of lucky with um being able to play right away because ban- venues were like starting to open back up and we're like we really want to play we really 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 want to play so right um our first show was in tony wisconsin's uh north of ladysmith okay i think if that's right yeah i think that's right um we pl- our first show was with a band called the black moods from uh i think they're from phoenix arizona if i remember that correctly but they're like a national act and i was like holy moly and jackson does all of our booking and he booked this for us for our first show and i was like you're crazy dude like yeah but since then we've got to play with all kinds of awesome bands and i bet you've you know watching some of these bands from different areas and stuff that even you know things that ones that have more um experience but you've learned a lot just watching them and listening to them play live oh absolutely yeah um a big one for me is Brandon from Crowbot. Okay. Um, that is the best like frontman performer in the music scene right now. Yeah. Like if you haven't seen Crowbot, you need to go and see Crowbot because their stage show is just unmatched. All right. So the listeners, make sure you go and check them out if you ever get a chance. And kind of speaking of playing out, um, I usually ask about like the local scene attitude. What are like the positives that you've seen and What's some things about the po- the local scene that you see as struggles? Oh man, one huge struggle that I've been seeing over the past, uh, you know, however long I've been doing this, I've I've only been playing shows in a band scene for like three years. Twenty nineteen was the first color scene show, yeah, about three years, and bands are always trying to like compare themselves to one another, without like they're not trying to just show support for one another they're like comparing and that is so dangerous because that takes all the fun out of playing and you know appreciate appreciating like our underground art if you want to call it that yeah yeah um so that's been something i just you know that's again controlling your control you know just let go just relax watch the show drink a beer shut up sit down (laughs) um yeah, one of my favorite things though is how many friends I've made. Like I have made so many friends. Like I I only have like two three friends that I still keep in touch with from high school. Like all the bands in Wisconsin and um we have some in Iowa and Detroit. Uh big shout shout out to Edison Hollow in Detroit. Those guys are awesome. Uh we did a re- weekend run with them. Um yeah, they're incredible. Probably the one of the best bands in the Midwest that nobody knows about and okay. they need to know about Edison Hollow. Um, yeah, those are the homies, the rumors from Iowa. Uh, love those guys. Uh, yeah. Uncle daddy is another one. They're from the cities. We really like them. Jackie Keen. We've just made so many friends. Yeah. That's like yeah. my favorite thing since, um, being in a band. It's just all the friends that we get to make. Yeah, it, it, you know, you're all there doing art, basically. You know, you're being creative up on stage, and it's not really a shouldn't be a competition. It just be something just to, you know, 
make yourselves better by being, you know, influenced and inspired by other people. Right. And people get so worked up by like the who's headlining thing and the order of they're playing. They think that playing first is an insult. Dude, put me first then. Like I love being first because then I can drink beer and watch the other bands. You there know? you go. I don't, I don't have to like be all nervous the whole time. Or, right. And that way, you know, while, you know, you can also talk, talk up your band to, you know, the crowd, you know, after you got done playing while, you know, the other bands setting up or, you know, you can just right build your community. Yeah. Oh, that's another struggle. People need to hire people to run their merch <laughs> because <laughs> we play so many shows and we, we do this too. And, um, there's nobody running our merch while we're playing and there's like a, a line and people want to buy shit, but then, uh, Oh, can I say shit? Absolutely. Oh, awesome. Great. Um, <laughs> But there's nobody at the merch table and people want to buy things. Like always for new bands starting, listen to this. Hire somebody to do your merch. Give them like 20 bucks, you know, or buy their beer for the night or something. Right. You have to have somebody at your merch table all the time. Or even like your significant other or whatever, you know, have a friend or some somebody. Right. Well, don't miss don't mix business with pleasure, but well, as, long, as long as the person that's behind the merch table understands that they're quote unquote hired or they are being hired, you know, to do that, that's, that's what they're supposed to, that's why they're there. Right. Right. Somebody responsible that you trust. Right. Exactly. That's not going to run away with the cash box. Right. Um, I'm getting down to my last questions here for you. Um, do you have a gig that made a major impression on you either as a musician on stage or as an audience member or even both? Um, yes. So we played at this little place in Lincoln, Nebraska called Greg's Keg Saloon. Only people that were there were my friend that happened to be driving through Nebraska, his girlfriend and the bartender. And that was the best show that we've ever played. <laughs> so that made a very big impression on me. Always play the same show. Doesn't matter if you're playing in front of five people or five thousand people. Always play the same damn show. Give it your give it your all every single time. You know, if you're not sweating, you're doing it completely wrong. So yeah. that's yeah, I would say that's the big gig for me. Cool. Any other advice for up and coming musicians that want to kind of do the same thing you're doing? Um I mean, yeah, just be cool. Just be friendly. You know, the, don't do that rock star bullshit because nobody fucking cares. You are just a band bringing your art to the world. Be cool. Be respectful. Help with help people when you see them. Just, you know, be cool, man. Just just be cool. Right. Cool. And do you have any gigs this coming fall that people can go in go in here? Uh, actually this weekend we play at Rockfest in Kadat. Okay. Um, so we play on Friday on the, uh, what is the name of the stage? The, the loud and local stage. We play on the loud and local stage at Rockfest. Uh, we play three sets. Um, so yeah, come, come see us in the fall. Uh, nothing very significant in the fall. Um, so do you have like a website or anything like that that people can go check out that will have uh, your tour dates on it? 
Yeah, so we all of our tour dates are on Spotify. Um, if you have Spotify, if you don't have Spotify, head over to our Instagram. Uh, we haven't published our website yet. Uh, we do have our band camp. Our show should be on there. Oh, uh, yeah. If you type in Motherwind on Google, you're bound to find them if you're looking for them. Right, right. I hear you. Well, Anthony, it's been a pleasure. Great hearing about you and your music and the band you've been in. And um, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Zach. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mother Wind. Go check them out on streaming services. Buy their album on bandcamp.com. Help support local music. And of course, check out a live performance by them as well when you get a chance. Well, that's about it for this week. Join us next week when we have another episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Go support local music and have a great week, everyone. Bye. Just can't seem to keep the truth Words and